Hello, friends. Thank you for engaging with The Homily by Pastor Chill Will from Chapel Hill. I hope this message encourages you, challenges you, and moves you to go deeper in your faith and enrich how you love God and love your neighbor in your day-to-day life. Just a reminder, like the scriptures and gospels themselves, this homily was written for a particular community in a particular context and time and history. And yet, like our sacred texts, I hope that these words hold timeless truths about God's unconditional love and grace. We hope these words speak to you in a meaningful way. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I mentioned way back in 2023 during Advent that the Gospel of Matthew is the only Gospel that records the story of the visit of the Magi. Yesterday, January 6th, was the feast day and the first day of the season of Epiphany. That is the day and the celebration of the Magi's visit to the Holy Family, bearing their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. If you read the story, you will notice that the text never says that there are three wise men, only that there are three gifts. Perhaps this is a time when you say, Wow, I just had an epiphany. There could have been many magi with many in their entourage traveling to Jerusalem, searching for the Christ. And so no wonder King Herod was nervous and afraid. The story of the magi's visit in the Gospel of Matthew is is one of my favorite stories in all of scriptures because it contains just about everything that we wrestle with in life political intrigue and tension, exploring the stars and the heavens and questions of science and cosmology, religious norms and standards being stretched, challenged. Yesterday at our church council retreat, we read and reflected on this story and came to understand that this story is timeless because here in 2024, we're still wrestling with those same themes, politics, the mystery of the cosmos, and how our faith interacts and is impacted by those things. 
The season of Epiphany begins with a journey, and it opens up for us a new horizon and hopefully an aha moment. A wow, I just had an epiphany of who God is and what we are up to, what God is up to in our midst as a community of faith. Advent is a season pregnant with hope and longing for the light to emerge in our world. Christmas is a time when we celebrate that that light has been born in our midst. And so Epiphany is a time when God shines a star or a spotlight on the Christ who was born for us and reveals to us who this Christ is and why he matters. Then throughout this season, we learn what it means to follow the light. Even the gifts of the Magi that are brought to the Holy Family contain within them clues of who this Christ is and why he matters. In chapter 60 of Isaiah, the prophet writes, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, a thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you, and glory will appear over, over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They gather together. They will come to you. They will bring gold and frankincense. They shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. Gold and frankincense. Sounds familiar. Gold, a gift for royalty and a king. Frankincense and incense used in worship to indicate the presence of the divine. Only Matthew adds a third gift, a third fragrance, a third gift per se. He adds myrrh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Why would Matthew add myrrh? Well, myrrh is a spice used for burial. Myrrh is used to anoint dead bodies. This Christ is a king. This Christ is the presence of the divine in our midst. But also, Matthew gives us a foreshadow and an Easter egg, if you will, that this king and Lord will also die and be buried just like any other mortal like you and me. Magi were led by a cosmic sign to find the Christ. It's a tale of a journey, but it didn't end with, and they lived happily ever after. See, as they continued their life, as the gospel continues to unfold, as the story of Jesus continues to unravel and be unwrapped, there is still plenty of political tension. There are still stars twinkling in the sky with mystery. And yet, even though there was life to be lived, the story shares that they went home by a different road, were changed, transformed. Okay, now shift to today's gospel, Jesus' baptism. This is always the first Sunday after uh, the feast day of the Epiphany because it too reveals who this Christ is and his relationship with God. And it even reveals God's own character and who God is for us. It is true that you will never find the word Trinity in the Bible, but in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, it is revealed to us that God is like a father to a son with the Holy Spirit. 
a Trinitarian dance of love that invites us into this divine dance of mutual love for God and our neighbor. And so notice who shows up at Jesus's baptism. There is a voice from the Father that claims Jesus as God's Son, and with that, the Spirit hovering over the waters like we heard read in the book of Genesis. Calling back to Genesis chapter 1, it all begins with water, chaotic water, ambiotic fluid ready to give birth to creation. The triune God was there hovering surfing over the beginning of creation, and there this Trinitarian God shows back up at Jesus' baptism. Here at Jesus' baptism, the mysterious Trinity is back, revealing to us who Jesus is, who we are as the family of God. Again, back in Advent, we heard Isaiah Proclaim in chapter 64 or plea with God, oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. Notice the language and the phrasing that Mark uses in the baptism here with Jesus. The heavens were torn apart. The Spirit of God descended upon him. God fulfilling God's promises. God hearing our prayers and coming near to us. Resonating with our longing and our hope for light and a fresh start. Here at the baptism of Jesus, the Gospel of Mark shares with us that yes, Jesus steps out into the chaotic waters of life and faith with us, and as he comes out of the water, there is a fresh start and a journey towards a new horizon. Perhaps we'll go by a different road back home. So here we are in 2024, a new and a fresh start, a new year. I don't usually do New Year's resolutions. I don't have anything against them. I just don't keep them very well. So I usually do different patterns and different things throughout the year in terms of goals. My whole life and vocation kind of revolves around the seasons of the liturgical church year. And so I allow these seasons of the church year to help me be more intentional with themes and disciplines and, and prayers and goals. In Advent, I do my best to slow down and to wait and watch for God to see what God is up to. In Lent, over the course of those 40 days, I use it as a chance to do a new discipline or, or a fast that helps me get into better habits in my spirituality and physical life in the world. Epiphany can be and should be another season right there here at the beginning of a new year where we can be intentional with opening up our life and faith to the possibility of God doing a new thing or revealing something new in the world and in my life. Sure, we all need goals and resolutions and motivations to work hard and to give us direction and focus. That's all very helpful. Also, my intention with the season of Epiphany is to also slow down, to wait, and to watch to see what God is up to and how life and faith can often surprise me and us in new and unexpected ways. What is God revealing to me in this new season, this new year, in this new semester of our lives? The sacrament of baptism is a fresh start. 
not necessarily a sacrament of doing, but rather being. Notice that Jesus' baptism happens at the very beginning of the Gospel of Mark. God calls Jesus God's son before he ever did any miracle or did any works of holiness or achieve anything. He didn't, hasn't done anything yet in the Gospel. Yet from the start, God calls him, you are my son, the beloved, the free gift of grace. So perhaps all of us as people here as we begin this new year as a community of faith, rather than doing more, perhaps this can be a season of being. God claiming us as sons and daughters. Perhaps we can be human beings rather than human doings. As God opens and reveals God's self to us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, my hope is that during this season, we can be intentional in our time and in our faith, in our community, to be open to what God has in store for us in this new year. It's a big year for Holy Trinity. We have a big call process to move through. It's an election year, so yeah, there will be the reality of politics. Science continues to explore and reveal to us how our universe works and operates. Are we open and flexible to what that will reveal? And in the midst of that, religion and spirituality isn't going anywhere. The big questions of life and faith will still accompany us in our journey of life and faith. So in this new year, in this season of Epiphany, what is God revealing to you? What is God revealing to us as a community of faith? Maybe we will find our way home by a different road. Yet, as it leads us, we'll continue to return to the font, remembering that before we do anything or achieve anything out of grace and love, God calls us beloved, that you are a child of God. Thank you for listening. If there is anything that stood out for you, or if you have a question, or you just wanna have a conversation, you are always free to reach out and contact us. And remember, you are not alone, and that you are loved with a love stronger than death.